<clears throat> Can you guys still hear me? Yep. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, my internet is just cracked out, so I don't know why it's telling me I have no internet. Huh. I think you do, though. Mm, I think I do as well. What's telling you that you don't have internet? <clears throat> no internet on my screen. I cannot access IMDb. Uh-oh. But <laughs> Skype is still working? Yeah, go figure. Well, it's a good thing you had everything memorized already, then. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Fucking technology. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna isolate. I'm not gonna isolate all of these, Mike. <laughs> I just I don't have the time or the technology. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> did you Did you hear the end of the last episode? No, I didn't. Okay, if you get a chance, just go play the last one minute of, of the episode. <laughs> I was talking about how funny that burp was, and I did like this loop of it going over and over again. <laughs> Nobody's commented on it. I can't believe it. No one's made it that far. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no one's listened to the last minute. <laughs> oh, fuck. What do you say there, Shane? You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. All right. Well, good news, fellas. I no longer have to splice the intro music in. I can just play it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep you laughing. Over this That's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. With your host. It's so loud. Oh my god. Alright, well I'll have to see if when I go back to the recording. <laughs> Maybe just it's so, out at max. So volume. overpowering. Good lord. <laughs> wow. I hope it doesn't fuck up. I got I did I spent a good amount of money on this mic. I'm surprised. Yeah, I invested in the podcast, fellas. Four ninety nine, in fact. Four dollars. So. That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> I think I'm more than that. <clears throat> Lucky I did it in the first place. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, welcome to All You Need Is Blood. This is episode number 88. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Boys, how we doing? It's, it's going. It's going. <clears throat> yeah. That was even a depressing burp. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm still breathing, so that's a good thing, I guess. Still breathing as you were about to roll a cigarette. Yeah, we'll do it in a few. Man, I breathing. think those turkey patties, I just say, were, fuck, were too, a little too underdone. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. Because the reason why I was late, I was going to make food, but I freeze my turkey patties, and the turkey patties couldn't come apart. So I usually only have one per day around noon as breakfast. But today I had to have two because I couldn't get the turkey burgers apart because they were frozen. So I stuck them in the microwave, tried to frost them, and then they just turned to mush, and they kind of like melded together. Right, so then I, Yeah, so then I had to take the small pan off and put a bigger pan on, and then I let one side nuke for like eight minutes, flipped it over, tried um, taking them apart that way, but only a small little layer off the top came off. <clears throat> in the end, the pan was burnt, and I got one patty bigger than the other. I think it was a little underdone on the inside so Jesus. my life sucks so we're even either expecting mike to shit himself live on the podcast or do a projectile vomiting routine which we've all been waiting for yeah those are the comments i see all the times like when are you gonna vomit yeah <laughs> the fans demand it mike. if it's not us trying to get you to Google the meanings of words like felching and, you know, uh, <laughs> or uh, uh, what was the other one? Um, I think Blue Waffle had come up at one point. Yeah. Yeah, they usually does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to start anyway. meeting the burps because uh, I've got, I think it's coming back up. Oh, no. You're going to have to keep it on there. Shane is, because we all know Shane is going to lose his shit if he hears you throw up. <laughs> I love a good vomiting session. You know me. I if I puke, it. I'll leave it on, but I don't think okay. I'm going to puke. <laughs> Great. <laughs> nothing, like, nothing like an evening chuckle at the sound of someone throwing up. Yeah. I won't I won't spoil it in the title of this podcast, whether you throw up or not. We'll just we'll leave it up there. Yeah, we'll leave it as a surprise for people that don't want to hear that kind of shit. <laughs> hey, we can always leave it as an extra. Yeah. That's right. So anyway, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. We like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Uh, if you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is all you need is blood pod at gmail.com. Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitch, or something else, uh, give us a like and a review or a rate or whatever. And uh, ring the bell, smash the like, <laughs> double click the mouse, beat the dog. Uh oh. That's it. What are you doing in here, Oni? I got another one. <laughs> okay. Boys, my God. The world still exists. Just barely. So what have you guys been getting into recently? Anything uh, anything interesting? Mike, we'll start with you. Uh I'm still still living. Day after day of not working. But uh yeah, so I've been buying a lot more records still and a month ago i bought an album by a band called fulci who is primarily they primarily speak about like you know like zombie movies like lucio fulci and stuff like that and uh i was all excited because on discogs they had a 
limited to 100 variant of it that's been long since sold out. So I bought it. It came from Italy. I kept looking at the track list, the track, uh, the tracking of it for like every day. I finally get it yesterday, and it's the wrong variant. Oh my god! Yeah, it's because the original one that I bought was like a translucent, and it had like red blood splatter all over it. I'm like, that's so cool. And then what I got was like a white vinyl. It was like they call it bone, and I'm like, okay, cool. So break it in half and send it back. Yeah, well, I I did a thing where you know if uh, it's as if the seller isn't responding let this cogs know so they've got three days to respond to me or else their account gets suspended so that's cool but yeah other than that um i'm just buying records and uh gaming what did i start uh i started pokemon sword even though i'm very against it but i'm still uh I have my I have my gripes with the Pokemon franchise right now, which I'm not going to get into for the sake of everybody. But mm-hmm. uh, I borrowed Val's, and you know, not to brag, but I do have all the Pokemon in my Pokemon home already. So, well, not 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 from the new game yet. I'm still working on it. But all 807 Pokemon before this one, I've played Black Two, I've played X, I've played Y, I've played Alpha, uh, Ruby, and Omega Sapphire. I played them all to get all the Pokemon, and I got them all up until this new generation. And even though the new Pokemon game is uh, very on the easy side, I'm still trying to get them all because... You know, I'm a young kid at heart. I got to catch them all, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then uh, also I'm playing Man Eater for Xbox, which is that shark RPG where you're a shark and you're oh, going around yeah. and you got to eat people and you got to eat fish. And it is extremely fun. It's kind of a collectathon. You know, it shows you on the map everything you got to like. You have to get license plates and find uh caches that contain mutagen to upgrade your shark you can get shark uh you can get electric teeth you can get um poisonous uh jaws you can get a uh, better sonar and um just general like health upgrades and stuff and you know uh it kind of has a grand theft auto type of thing where if you eat enough humans your threat level goes up and then different bounty hunters come after you and you kill the bounty hunters and you get upgrades that way it's a lot of fun so do you get to is it like pokemon where you get to collect children or in paraplegia <laughs> I collect them all. <laughs> no you don't collect children you eat people well no this is what i mean no yeah you eat children so do you get to collect children and paraplegics this is what i mean i wish (laughs) Uh, we'll leave that for the movie i'm gonna talk about today but uh (laughs) yeah but yeah that's uh and i've also been playing animal crossing still because it's great but yeah i'm just trying to uh pass the time i guess shane how's your pokemon collection going (laughs) non-existent because i don't play it Pokemon collection. I actually have a uh, first edition, first generation Pokemon cards sealed. They're like mm-hmm. the fossil ones. And I've been looking like, I, I don't want to ever sell it, but I was looking that if I would sell it, people are asking like five grand for this thing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because Pokemon's still big. Yeah, and mine's, it, mine's still sealed. 
and it's all first edition from like 1999 or whatever. Jeez. Yeah. Almost as old as me. You were born in 99? I wish. (laughs) So how about you, Shane? Have you getting into anything interesting recently? Um, I I watched Picard the other day. Um, I binge-watched that. I binge-watched American Horror Story 1984, which was okay. Not the best, but as far as slasher TV series goes, it was all right. Um, I picked up the Grey Days album, which was Chester Bennington's band before Linkin Park. Um, Yeah, the story behind that is basically his old bandmates got together, got both of the albums that they recorded, and what they did is they took the isolated the original vocal and then re-recorded the songs all around the vocals. So they completely rearranged it and they sound completely different to what the originals do. And I bought their album the other day. I've not listened to it yet, but there was a couple of songs that are on YouTube and they're not too bad. Um, yeah, so I listened to those. It seems like uh, that's what they kind of did with the new Static X album. Yeah, they got guest vocalists on that as well, didn't they? I've not I've not listened to it. It's but, um, really good. I haven't listened to like new metal and industrial in a long time, but that album is really good. See, when did I, they come out? Uh, yesterday, two days ago. Oh, wow. See, I've, I mean, I love my industrial and stuff, but it was really funny because Static X were one of those bands I didn't really get along with to uh-huh. begin with. But, um, I mean, I bought the album Machine, and I fucking love that album. It's, I think that's awesome. Um, get to the Gone is probably the, one of the best openers I've heard on any industrial album to this day, I think. But, um, yeah, I've uh, been in mourning because... Sat Friday, I was meant to be going to see Pearl Jam at Hyde Park, and obviously, thanks to the fucking corona, it got cancelled, um, as have all of the gigs I've been meaning to go to this year. They've all been cancelled until next year, so that's pissed me off a bit. Um, what's pissed me off even more, next Saturday is my birthday. Um, the big six so Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, 46, actually. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to be spending my birthday on my own in my flat, not going anywhere because of social distancing. Oh, that, that sounds bullshit. amazing, though. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so good. Like, I, I, any day where you just stay home and do nothing is the best day in the world. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, you because I mean, well, I didn't. What I didn't even do anything on my birthday last year, so it's like this year it's just going to be, oh, I'll just sit indoors and masturbate in my own feces and just, you know. So another typical Tuesday for you. It'll, yeah, but it'll be on a Saturday instead. Oh, yeah. there you go, switching yeah. it up. Look at you. Yeah, because birthday's on Saturday, so <laughs> and I'm fucking old. But yeah. Well, hopefully, Shane, I'll get this podcast out before your birthday. Oh, that'd be but, fun. Uh, unlikely. No, that's... <laughs> yeah. Or you could release it on my birthday. It's just the old bastard's birthday. Wee! You know, hey, happy birthday, yeah. Shane. Everybody yeah. go go say happy birthday to Shane when you hear this. 
regardless yeah. of when it is, even if it's like years from now and you just come <laughs> across it. <laughs> or, you know, if I'm dead, it's like, oh, happy birthday. Oh, you yeah. Know. Yeah, you know. But um, other than that, I've been collecting music. I've actually been looking to sell some vinyl. I'm still looking to sell some vinyl. Um, and I've been looking at prices on Discogs for some of them. And <clears throat> I was kind of surprised to find I've got a copy of the Omen soundtrack, which is limited to 666 copies. I've got a white vinyl variant, and I've got, it's like a low number. It's 50 out of 666. And I was looking online, and um, it's going for, I think it was, what, £30? If I had the red vinyl variant, it's £100. Is wow. that the little one, like the 7-inch? No, that's the no. actual album. Yeah, because I got a when Horror Block was still a thing, they did a Omen soundtrack, record soundtrack in their boxes, which I thought was pretty neat. But you oh. could get a red vinyl or a black vinyl, but it's a small guy. It's it's just a seven inch. Yeah, I mean it's. I was kind of stunned actually, but I was looking at. Um, I was out of curiosity because I mean I've got vinyl that I will never sell, but I was looking at my record store day Crow vinyl the double black and white vinyl album and that's going for 300 pounds already yeah my uh mr hanky the christmas poo from uh i bought a record store day south park and it's like in poop brown the variant Uh and that's going for like a hundred and something bucks that's pretty good though but like i say i've got collections i've got stuff here that i would never sell i was looking through some nine inch nails because i've got a lot of the nine inch nail stuff and um, <clears throat> I've got the uh, I've got a 12-inch remix collection of the hand that feeds. It was a, it was released on two vinyls, on two separate vinyls. It was like all remixes, and they're going for like sixty pounds each. And I'm like, really? And it's not it's not like I'm gonna fucking sell them, but I just couldn't believe it. And it's shocking. There was one single that I've got. That's going for ninety pounds. The uh, the Ennio Morricone and John Carpenter thing box set from Waxwork. Um, yeah. I I was lucky enough to pick that up, and but it's like sold out now. It's on Discogs. It's going for someone bought it for one hundred and forty six dollars. That wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. Um, I've got a copy of um, License to Ill by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> And it's the that surprises me that you own that. I own that too. I own the CD of it. <laughs> yeah, um, it was gifted to me last year. I got gifted it. I was like, ah, okay, cool. But um, that's thirty pounds, which isn't a lot, really, in hindsight. But it's a repress because obviously it's repressed on one hundred and eighty gram vinyl. So when they did all the one hundred and eighty gram vinyl stuff. And they re-released everything. It was like, that's what the price is. But an original is worth £85. Mm. You got to get into records, Ryan. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ryan, speaking of, you'll have a look at how much your Evil Dead 2 is. I don't know what it goes for, Shane. I have no idea. It's, <clears throat> it's, it sits amongst a stack of laser discs. Which is fitting, because it is the same size. Yeah, there you go. 
What the uh, waxwork one? Yeah. Yeah, Shane bought me that. Yeah, I got it too. Let's see. I'm on Discogs right now. What did I did I get you that for your birthday or something? Who? Ryan. Uh, that or Christmas? I don't remember. I can't remember. The Evil Dead Two waxwork is going for right now. It's being sold for twenty four bucks. Hmm. This huh. is the yellow, the Delta eighty eight yellow variant. Oh, I forgot which one it was. I forgot which one you got. <laughs> I know Shane kept the better one, and he sent me the other one. No, because I bought my one separately. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it was, I wasn't sure. I thought you got the the tri-colored one. I know I opened it and looked at it, and, and that was the last time I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I don't have you know, something that plays vinyl, so... Mm. <laughs> I could try putting it in my Laserdisc player. What do you think? Would well, happen? instead of buying a soundboard, maybe you should go get a record player. <laughs> I shouldn't have bought that four ninety nine soundboard. No. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> it's oh, all, God. It's all worth it. Do you have bells? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you have still Val's news? Did you put Val's news thing on there? I have the news thing queued up for the news. Oh, God. See, <laughs> um, so, my God. Was, check us out. We've actually, we've actually gone up in the world. You know, technology, we, baby. Listen, this is this is added production value. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> As soon as I get some additional things to put in here. Now we don't have to uh, hear Ryan go, and that will play right, right. Now, yeah, <laughs> and then we sit here awkwardly for a second. <laughs> I need like one second of silence. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Other what? than that, I've not really been doing much else. So <laughs> just mm. continue that. Hello, Ziggy. Ziggy's awake. About you, Ryan? What have you been up to? Oh uh, boy, not a lot. Let's see. Um, I started watching uh, Law and Order SVU again because it's on Hulu. All of it, all like thirty seasons. Jesus! It, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so season one, episode one. <laughs> that's um, it's a staple. It's you know that's one of those perfect shows that you can you could each episode is like an individual story. So you get the whole thing by the end, and and then it just starts another one, and you're like, oh, all right, well now I guess I have to watch this entire story again. That's how I feel about Frasier. Yeah, but <laughs> Frasier's only like twenty minutes, and this is like an hour long episode. Are they? Are they hour long? <laughs> They're an hour. Oh my god! Well, I didn't what, know. Whatever it is, forty four minutes. Yeah, well, you know. Um, but yeah, so I've been watching those and enjoying them. But what I love about that show is that every single famous person that's ever been famous is on that show in, in some way or another. Like I was watching it and I saw this lady. I'm like, where do I know this lady from? I know her face. She's got like a weird thing about her face. And I'm like, oh, it's killing me. I could picture it. I just couldn't figure out where I watched it from. I looked her up and, and she's uh, Holly from the office. Um, Michael Scott's girlfriend. And I'm like, oh, yeah. of course, it's Holly. But, like, there's every episode has somebody like that that you're like, oh, I know that person. And sometimes they're really famous. Like, I know there's one, I don't know what season it's in, but, like, Gilbert Gottfried plays a killer. And I'm like, I can't what? even watch that. <laughs> There'd be no have, way. You can't have Gilbert Gottfried playing something seriously. 
Mac from so. It's Always Sunny was in an episode or two. Well, I'm sure everybody was. I, how could Dennis not be? If they didn't have him play like a rapist, come on. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I've been going through those. I also, also last night, based on the recommendation of my cousin, um, got me starting to watch Fuck That's Delicious, which is a food show hosted by Action Bronson. And uh, it's it's him and his buddies. They you know as they're touring around the country and the world, um, he just like films this food show, and like half the episodes are about or half the episode is about food, and the rest is just fucking dumb nonsense that they're doing and like joking about. It's highly entertaining. I recommend it. Like if you like a Anthony Bourdain type show, where he goes around places and and it's like that but full of idiots. So. That sounds like something I could do. Sure. I could see you being part of this crew, Shane. Yeah, the Dark Lord's cooking cooking hour. How good's your uh, your rapping? Shit. Oh, damn it. But yeah, fuck that's delicious. That's pretty good. And shit, I don't know, man. Other than that, uh, just a couple really terrible movies that I forced myself to watch this week uh, in preparation for this you, What do you mean, for, forced yourself to watch? Listen, there was one... If I wasn't doing this podcast, I completely would have abandoned. I was like, fuck, I cannot <laughs> watch this. But I forced myself through it for, for the show. That's why I, I only did. I only did one movie. Oh, I, I, I wish I stopped at one because I watched one and I was like, oh, man, that was really bad. Well, this one can't be any worse. Oh, oh. Well, I, wrong. I only watched one movie this week and that was 1917. So You watched a movie this week? Oh, you I watched think... 1917? Yeah. What'd you think? I, really liked, I liked it. <laughs> Come. Um, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good film. Good. Did you see that, Ryan? No, I have not. I heard it's awesome. So good. It is. It is really good. It's literally one continuous camera shot. It is, and it's not. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. How they film it, it looks like it's on on like one continuous camera shot, and it looks really good. It's really well done. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. I'll see when it comes on, like Amazon or something. That seems like a, a good kind of movie that would come on Prime eventually. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about some stuff. What do we want to do first, the news or the trailers? Let's do the news. <laughs> All right, here it comes. News. And we're ready for news now. All right. Oh my God, is that what I put first here? Right, I'll save that one for the le- for the end. I didn't organize this very well. Jesus. Hey, we All are right. the world's most disorganized podcast. Don't discredit it. That's right. So uh, in the news, um, John Jarrett, who plays Mick in the Wolf Creek uh, movies and series, says that Wolf Creek three and a third season of the TV show will both be coming soon. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. You like the Wolf Creeks? I like the uh, first one. I don't think I've seen the second one. I thought the second one was actually better than the first. Oh, wow. Um, that's the one where he captures a guy, and he has him play, like, this trivia game, and it's all, like, about Australian trivia. Uh, it, it's so good. It's a great scene. That that one scene is worth the whole movie. Um, but he's good. I've never seen the TV show. You ever seen it? No. 
Shane, you never caught that? No. Yeah, I've heard good and bad things. I heard, like, maybe one of the seasons is good and the other wasn't as good. I'm not sure where it takes place in terms of the movies, but um, I'd be up for more. I think um, it's, an it, you know, sort of an interesting character they have in that guy Mick, but, you know, why not? What the yeah, hell? why not? Uh, so let's see. Also going around here, there's not a whole lot of news, which is kind of weird to start a news segment during a pandemic when no <laughs> one's doing things, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, they had a trailer for the second season of the Umbrella Academy, uh, which is pretty great, and I recommend it to anyone who wants to watch like a superhero show that's different from the ordinary type of shit, and season two is coming out in July on Netflix, which sounds really good, but then I saw the trailer for The Boys season two, which is fucking way better than Umbrella Academy, and is like a superhero show, but if you're looking for something more different than the ordinary. Um, so... I can't wait for the fucking second season of The Boys. The first one was so good. That one's on um, Amazon. Speaking so, of... You, you, you well, guys seen any of the, either of these? No, or, I've, I've been meaning to check out The Boys, but I just haven't... Doing the 365 Days of Horror, it's like my time's taken up by doing that. I've got um, yeah. I've got season one of The Boys on my hard drive, so I'm going to have to watch that. Um, oh, yeah. The Boys yeah. is way better. I, I, I recommend that. It's great. But you were talking about um, Umbrella Academy, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I do actually have the um, first pressing of the original comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have those somewhere. I think I, I hid them up. But, um, yeah, I still own those. So I read that first series of The Umbrella Academy, and I think I liked the show better. I don't The, the comic just didn't grab me. So it's very, yeah, the comic was quite basic, from what I remember. It's Yeah. Because it was obviously, it was just introducing the characters from what I can remember. But Yeah, it, it was interesting, but I thought like the way they did that, because the show sort of changes, not the timeline, but it changes the way they introduce things around. And I think yeah. it it's a little bit more interesting. They build the characters a little better, a little longer than, uh, than they do in the comics. So, but yeah, Umbrella Academy and uh, The Boys. It's good to see some more stuff like that. Still, still coming out this year. Yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, Halloween Kills. So, according to John Carpenter, he says it will be like a slasher movie times 100. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, he talked, uh, Carpenter talked to IndieWire a little bit this week, and he says, he's, this is real funny, the cut is done, uh, they're going to mix it in New York in the next week or so, then it will be in the can, my work is all done, uh, the horror master said. Uh, the movie is something else. It's fun, it's intense, brutal. A slasher movie times 100, big time. It's huge. And um, But what's funny is, so if the cut is done and they're editing it and whatever, later that week, uh, an announcement came that Halloween Kills is being pushed back until October 2021. Bastards. So even though the movie is finished, it's gonna be stuck in a fucking in the can until uh, a year later. It's these companies, that, man. They just wanna they wanna push the theater thing. Yeah, right. I think another thing is, I mean, in that meantime, they could probably, you know, once this pandemic is over, they could get get Halloween ends in the can as well. You know, they could film that fucker and just release them back to back. You know, that would be nice. I thought that was always the plan. They didn't film them both at the same time? No. Huh. That's kind of interesting. So they also released a, a little teaser trailer. I don't know if you guys caught that this week. Yes, I got moist. 
No, I didn't. Least, I didn't. It, it didn't. It did not show too much. It's only like thirty seconds long. Yeah, I got moist. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah, kind of lost my shit when I saw the trailer. I was like, like seriously, right. like it was it was nothing. Like, yeah, but yeah, the thing is, it's fucking Halloween, isn't it? I love those movies. All right, Shane, then I challenge you to go watch all the Halloween movies and let me know how much you love them. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love those movies. Oh, wait, well, most I mean, of them are bad. I'm not watching all of them. It's a good thing because that. none of those are, matter anymore. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I've just said, all right, I was just quickly checking my Facebook, and here's some good news, or funny news. Ghostbusters discover groans in cemetery after midnight porn film shoot. What? <laughs> Hang on, let me read this. Oh god. <laughs> oh no, I can't read it. Oh shit! It was just a—it's a screenshot of a link. Bollocks. Well, uh, now it's a virus, and <laughs> it's a—it's a, it's a zombie porn shoot. Yeah, yeah. So the the trailer or the, or the whatever the teaser—if you haven't seen it—it's just a um. It's a shot of Jamie Lee Curtis and the survivors from the first one in the back of the pickup as it's like driving away from the house burning down and then fire trucks coming in the other direction and and Jamie Lee Curtis is like, no, let it burn. Oh, my God. Yes, let it it burn, please. That's a great. Fuck all of these new Halloween movies. Let it go. Just, I don't just know. Yeah. Stop. You know, so, just somebody somebody asked it. me at work if I was excited about it, and I'm like, not really. Like, I don't. Uh, yeah, okay. If it's good, then it's good. But I'm not like pumped about seeing another one. But yeah, maybe maybe it'll be great, Mike. Well, at least he know. has a reason to go after Jamie Lee Curtis now. He didn't in the first movie or the one that came out a couple of years back. I mean, let's yeah. face it. I mean, what she did to him is going to take more than a sticky plaster and a kiss from mummy to heal that one. Absolutely. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah. It'll be fine. So, yeah, Shane, you picked out some trailers for us to watch. I did. Now, I'm not sure where you found these things. I know. Or why Why you well, decided to torture us with these. Well, we are talking about shitty movies, after all, aren't we? So I was just like, right, fair enough. We're going to oh, talk God. about shitty movies. I'm going to give you some shitty trailers. <laughs> well, not all of them are shitty, I think. I thought some of them seemed interesting, at least. But uh, did you want to go over them? <sighs> if you insist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God. Right. Hang on. What was the first one? I, I don't know. I didn't watch any of them. That's what I figured. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. always the bleeding way, isn't it, with you, Mike? Fucking I don't know slack. why. Yeah, fuck I... it, Mike. Neither of us... Right, I don't work, yeah? I watch trailers, bloody blood, all that kind of shit. Mike doesn't work, man of leisure, can't be fucked to watch a trailer. How fucking shitty is that? You all know? right, well, if, if, if we can, I'm, I'll probably say I'm going to guess Mike watched a movie in preparation for this podcast. Yeah, you? but he didn't watch bleeding trailers, did he? <laughs> I see, like, I see that you post them, and then I'm like, okay, I got to go watch those, and then I just never do. Never. <laughs> it just keep, completely escapes my mind. All right, no the first shit. one, Shane, was, uh, was Relic. Yeah, it's got um, Emily Mortimer, who was... I remember correctly. The last thing I remember seeing her in was, oh, excuse me, Scream Three. So that's quite a while back. 
Um, basically, it's uh, a daughter, mother, and grandmother are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family home. And the trailer comes across as quite, um, I don't know, the production quality doesn't seem that great. <laughs> but um, it comes across as kind of interesting with the old lady being stuck in the home and her getting her daughter and her granddaughter to go to the house. But the daughter is trying to get her into a home because she's so old she can't really look after herself yes. kind of thing. And um, because of the dementia that she suffers from, um, she keeps imagining that there is something in the house with her. And um, she kind of disappears. Um, and the daughter and the, and the granddaughter go to the house to go and look for her. And she returns as mysteriously as she disappears. And um, the daughter is obviously unwilling or unable to say where she... Or no, the mother is unwilling or uncertain as to where she has been. And, you know, the the granddaughter is like, oh, I want my, gra I want my grand back kind of thing. And they have lots of arguments and all this kind of stuff. And the grandmother becomes increasingly volatile... And then they all begin to sense some kind of presence in the house. And there's a really cool scene in the trailer, actually, where the grandmother asks her daughter to look under the bed. And she's look under, looking under the bed and she kind of sees something because you've got like the fisheye lens sort of thing, the angle. And she sees something moving under the bed and it's like, hmm, okay. So, I don't know, it... Doesn't look too bad, and it's um, first-time writer and a director, uh, Natalie Erica James. And basically, they're, she, they're basically tagging this as like a new spin on the Haunted House movies. Mm. Yeah, I think actually, Mike, you might be interested in this. This does have sort of like an A24 aesthetic, you know, kind of... It looks like it's like a slow burn, mind games, but maybe there's something actually creepy going on. Yeah, I've heard people complain about it, which makes me think that I'll probably like it. George George Pastore actually watched it. I said it was absolutely fantastic for the first seven. Yeah, he minutes. sees all these movies super early. I don't know yeah. how he does it. It's like two weeks early. He's like, yeah, I watched yeah. it. I loved it. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he said uh, the first, first hour and ten minutes were great. Last 20 minutes sucked. Hmm. When does so, this officially come out? It's officially out on the 10th in the <laughs> USA. Which is two days ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, prob that's probably when he saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know it came out already. All right, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. We'll have to go look for it. Um, so the next one, Shane, uh, the, the Beach House. The Bitch House, as I like to call it. Um, yeah, basically this one is, I don't know what to make of this one. It's, um, it's Jake Webber's in this one. Um, he was in the remake of Dawn of the Dead. He was also in the TV show with Rosanna Arquette, where she was like, she was like this kind of supernatural kind of deal where she could, um, read, not read minds, but she could like see into the future kind of that kind of shit. I can't remember what it was called, 
But um, yeah, this way it's uh, basically a romantic getaway for two troubled college sweethearts, which turns into a struggle for survival when unexpected guests and the surrounding environment exhibit signs of mysterious affection. Um, I don't know what to make of this. This could be, uh, I don't know, maybe something Blood Beach-esque, if you know what I mean. I don't know, but it's been years since I've watched Blood Beach. But um, this is it, is it, Isn't Blood Beach the one where there's a monster in the sand eating people? Yeah, yeah that's the one. That's a, that's a great movie. Yeah, it's cheesy as fuck, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this one, basically, there's this young couple, there's this young girl walking along the beach, and in the scene, um, in the trailer, she comes across these weird things on the beach, these bulbous-looking cocoon-type things. And one of them... I don't know, maybe she gets stung or something, but there's also a scene where she looks, she's looking at her foot and something curls up in her foot. And it's like, it's like she's got this open wound and it like curls Shane, up. Shane, your vibrator is way too loud, man. Dude, I don't know what is it. Right, who's got a lawnmower? <laughs> oh, that's me. I'm sorry, you guys are hearing my Oh, my that's lawnmower. you? That's your vibrator? Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, that's my bad. It's... Uh... <laughs> My uh, my lawn service is cl- is doing my lawn right now. Oh, look at look at you! Look a fancy. In my lawn service, I mean Elisa. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so she's pissed off doing the mowing the lawn, and you're sitting in living the life of Riley, basically. Listen, I got the AC off here, Shane. It's it's not not everything is all candy canes and gumdrops on, on this side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But. <laughs> She's outside sweating her ass off. It's so hot out. She's gonna just walk in. And she's saying, "Right, you're fucking cooking." Oh, it's a, it's a, such a good thing she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, it is. So, anyway, yeah, there's not much I can do about that. I can't. Hey, stop mowing the lawn. I'm recording here. <laughs> yeah, Shane was complaining. Mike thought it was a vibrator. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shane secretly puts his vibrator away. He's like, how did he know? He's like, now I could put it on. <laughs> I bet you like the scene out of fucking um, Private Parts or Harvard Stone, where he gets the woman to have an orgasm while she's straddling her, um, her speaker. You gotta watch that again. Oh, that's a great movie. That scene is so funny. You know what's fucked up about that movie? They released a DVD like 50 years ago, and they haven't done another release since. Yeah, I know. I've got it. I do actually have it on DVD, and I still think the funniest scene is when they're in the park with the paranoid schizophrenics, and he throws the frisbee, and it hit them. <laughs> he hits them right, right in the face, and he tells the guy, are you okay? Yeah, yes, yes, I'm fine. Throw oh, it again, and hits him again. It's just fucking, uh, it's just genius. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So beach house or the beach house, um, whichever. Um, doesn't look overly great. Let's face it. No, it, it, this one looks boring. Uh, I saw it and was like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, it also doesn't seem to have any likable people in it because I, I, I don't know. I see the main characters and I, I instantly dislike them. Yeah. So maybe that's just a guttural reaction I have to their faces. I don't know. Yeah, but all right. So next up, Shane, you had follow me. Yeah, and what's I'm, what's follow me about? I don't know. Basically, <laughs> the trailer was like, hmm, okay, 
and see what this is, how shit this is. Right, the storyline basically is social media personality travels with his friends to Moscow to capture new content for his su- successful vlog. Always pushing the limits and catering to a growing audience, they enter a cold world of mystery, excess and danger when the lines between real life and social media are blurred, the group must fight to escape and survive. Do you know what? I watched this trailer and ironically, I don't remember too much about it. Um, All I remember is that it's basically hostile plus saw. Oh yeah. that See, it just looks, it looks like a very cheap imitation of hostile and saw. It looks like a movie that should have come out a decade ago when like, the hostile, or maybe more than that, whatever the hostile and saw phase was going on. It probably um, could have passed off as a sequel to a saw movie, saw friend. Yeah, it probably would have done very well. Uh, yeah. it, it looks like this group of people goes to Russia, gets involved in something sketchy, they get kidnapped and placed into a situation where they're tortured or murdered in in intricate ways. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and from what I understand, the movie's made by the people that made The Escape Room, and I don't know if that was good or not. I, I don't know if anyone's seen it. I've not seen The Escape Room, so I can okay, really tell Yeah, I think that was a Saw ripoff in itself, so I don't know. Well, um, it's out on July 16th, and it's directed by Will Wernick. Ah, yes. Yeah. Good old Will. All right, so what's next here? Dead Dicks. Dead Dicks, yeah. Oh, I, I thought. How did you find this one? What the fuck? Do you know what? I actually thought this was going to be some kind of like comedy horror. Just looking at it. And it's basically, after Rebecca receives a distressing call from her suicidal brother, Richie, she rushes over to his apartment and finds him alive and well surrounded by copies of his own dead body. Yeah, this one was kind of like, huh? It seemed kind of entertaining. The whole idea of, like, him killing himself repeatedly and reappearing in another room with, you know, um, just, like, reappearing, you know. It's like, really? I mean, it could be funny. Or I I don't know that they're playing it as funny though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's got a six foot six point four on um, IMDb, and apparently this was released in December last year. Oh, so why I don't know why they're only just saying that it's being released. So, um, but it's basically written and directed by Chris Bavota and Lee Paula Springer, and. I think they have, it's kind of like a very minimal cast as well. So it was either done on a very tight budget and they were like, right, let's get some uh, nobodies in and we'll see how this turns out. But I might watch it out of morbid curiosity just to see what it's actually like. But I don't know. I mean, it could be entertaining. It could be quite funny or it could be really, it could just suck, you know. Um, this one I think has the best concept because it's it's original. I like I haven't seen something like this before. Yeah, 
yeah, where, okay. where yeah. it's this guy constantly trying to kill himself, but he keeps getting like being re- rebirthed or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like I was watching. It's funny you say that because I was watching an, an episode from of AHS nineteen eighty four last night. Yeah, and spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it: there is actually a scene because of the ghosts. They can still be killed as ghosts, and then they reappear. So it makes me wonder if it's a similar sort of concept um, with that. I don't know. It's could be interesting. Could be really poor. Yeah, uh, this one's this one's a toss in the air. I'd probably give this a shot, but it do, if it doesn't catch me, you know, in the beginning, I don't know. Yeah, likewise. I don't know that I'd stick with it, but it looks like it could be interesting. And then finally, Shane, you had Zombies for Sale. Now, this one seemed quite entertaining to begin with. Um, it's obviously a comedy horror, you know, a Korean comedy horror. So it, um, it looks quite funny. It's basically a pharmaceutical company's illegal experiments inadvertently create a zombie and the strange park family finds it and tries to profit from it by basically in the trailer the zombie bites an old guy and then within 24 hours he's regained his youth and has become young again so basically this family decide to profit by having the zombie bite everybody all these old people so they get young again and basically the uh from what i can tell the um, the uh, problem with that is that they all turn into zombies after a while, which is quite funny. But what struck me as absolutely hilarious was that the zombie that is in the movie spends most of his time not eating flesh, but cabbages. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty funny when you see him lunge at a, at a huge cabbage and take a big hunk out of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, that was, that's intense. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, no cabbage is safe, you know, that kind of thing. But it, oh, I don't know, it's, um, it seems quite entertaining. Um, it does look like it could be a really good chuckle. Um, now, I, I didn't look into this one too much. Is, is this a Korean movie? Like, where's yes. this from? Yeah, this is a Korean movie. Um, okay. Jim Johan, uh, was it Jim Johan Gajok is the original title. So, um, and it's an hour and 52 minutes long, so it's quite a lengthy film. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're ta- they are tagging this as a comedy horror Um it does look kind of funny in places. Um, it could be, it could be one of those movies that you watch, and although it seems really long, it probably flies by really quickly, if you see what I mean. Right. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's coming out. I, I want to say in the next month or two from Arrow. Yeah, but so. according to this, it was released on July the first. Uh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that came out already. So yeah, I mean that could be interesting. I, I don't know that I would I would buy the movie first. I'd probably want to catch it on streaming. But yeah, I'd probably find some illegal means to watch it. But yeah, um, it looks it looks entertaining. Probably the best of a bad bunch, should we say? Mm, mm. But at the same time, Shane, I am like 
as soon as I saw it was a zombie movie, I'm so just disillusioned with zombies right now. Likewise. I mean, it's so fucking done. I get a hard... I, like, I just can't bring myself to care about another zombie movie. I'm like, oh, I forget. another one? Come on. That's why uh, I'm kind of iffy with Peninsula coming out. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think with Peninsula, I know, I know a lot... There's obviously a lot of people loved Train to Busan. I did as well. Um, and I would really love to see a sequel. And... I'm looking forward to it because I want to see how exciting it can be. Also, because another thing with Train to Busan, as as far as zombie movies go, you think to yourself, you know, fast-moving zombies, slow-moving zombies, it doesn't matter. They can all be fucking kind of scary. They can make you jump. You know, they have plenty of jump scares. Oh, in it. This one genuinely looks creepy. You know, Peninsula, I think it genuinely does look creepy. I mean, just from the trailer when you got the survivors walking through the city and then they literally pan to the glass window and you've got literally hordes of the undead pressed against the glass trying to get out. And, right. you know, that, that scene that looked genuinely creepy and I'm kind of hoping it lives up to it. If you see what I mean, I know we've got to wait until August for this one. But it genuinely does look quite kind of creepy. It looks interesting. It's it's piqued my interest. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll have to see on that one. Again, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a zombie movie, and I'm I'm just so very tired of, of like all of this shit that keeps. And it seems like every horrible movie that comes out is a zombie movie. Yeah. And they just have not slowed down making them. Like it I, has not. Do you know what I would really love to see? I'd love to see a resurgence of vampire movies. Vampire and werewolf movies. That's what oh, I'm yeah. I, I'm down for a good werewolf movie. I haven't seen one in a while. Probably the last good one that I saw was uh, Late Phases. Oh, that was so good. The last, that was like 10 years ago. Well, there was one I watched. I picked up on Blu-ray a few a couple of years back actually and it was a it was a spanish horror movie called attack of the werewolf and it was a comedy horror and it was actually very very funny um it wasn't weed wolf no <laughs> no it was okay. it was called attack of the werewolf and it genuinely was really really funny Mm. Um, I really liked it. It was just like the the guys in the movie trying to escape, and then they realise one of their own is a werewolf, and they're doing their best to stop him from turning into a werewolf. And you know, it's just some of the shit they do is just fucking hilarious. But you know, it's not a bad movie. Um, I'd I'd watch it again. I do own it actually, but I would I would watch it again. Um, mm. And it has what it had one of those weird twists, like the movie Sexy Killer, um, which I quite liked, you know, for what it was. Eye candy, she's a psychopath, blah de blah, you know, goes on a date, and then how it all goes spectacularly tits up when people start turning into zombies, and you're like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? Uh, tits. Yeah, tits. Lots of tits. <laughs> Big bouncy tits. Yeah. So that was um, that was quite funny, but yeah, zombie. I mean, going back to zombie for sale, 
I'll give it a watch, but it's one of those ones where I will probably wait for a download or something. Excellent. Great batch of trailers, Shane. Thank you very much. I did my best. So if you want to see these, you can find them somewhere on the internet. Yeah. Because <laughs> you won't be catching them in a theater soon. No. No, no. All right, boys. So we also had this week another passing, and it seems to be an ongoing of every time we do an episode, somebody's dead. Um, so uh, this time, legendary songwriter and uh, musician Ennio Morricone had passed away. So we thought maybe we just mentioned some of his uh, great work and some movies. I know, Mike, you just mentioned earlier the um, the John Carpenter sort of collaboration he did on the thing. Yep. Um. And that one, that one's fantastic. But I think it's there's kind of like an interesting story behind that, right? Like Carpenter didn't use all of the music he wrote for it. Like he wrote a ton of other stuff. Yeah, that's as far as I know about it. I know Tarantino used it. Used, I think, at minimum one. But I know yeah. he used a few tracks for the Hateful Eight soundtrack as well from the thing. Yeah, it's, I don't know why John Carpenter didn't use it all. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, but I mean, Carpenter's a musician himself, and he, you can tell when he put his own, you know, little stingers in the thing throughout. He has sort of more transition, uh, um, more Carpenter-esque, like, synth music, you know, that's not really uh, NEO's uh, style. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, but it blends well together, and I think sort of the overall tone he put, put in that movie was great. But, you know, there's just a ton of great music that he made over the years. A lot of his stuff is... Um, like all Western themes, like whenever you hear uh, like a famous theme from a Western, it's almost guaranteed to be a Morricone song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, probably his most famous was from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, that whole soundtrack is great. He did The Ecstasy of Gold and a bunch of other songs. My, on it. my brother had the soundtrack for The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And he, he sort of has this, this great, like, he builds almost, like, layers uh, when he does one of those Old West uh, soundtracks. It's not just, like, just a guitar or just, you know, uh, a trumpet or something. He'll, like, build layers under the same song. There'll be, like, somebody whistling or there'll be, um, you know, a, a trumpet playing, a, you know, a, a single song the whole way through. And then, like, li- little guitar licks come in on it. So it's like all the the classic stuff that you you'd hear or, or picture in a western movie, stuff that he made. He also did the the Untouchables, which has a great soundtrack too. I don't know if he got an Academy Award for that, but I think like I know the movie got an Academy Award. I think he may have gotten nominated or something for that one. I think the only one he won was the Hateful Eight. I think that is yeah, I think so. Which is crazy because he's great. Gotta check that. Yeah, yeah, but you were talking about layers. Yeah, just me listening to the Thing soundtrack the other day, I could tell that, you know, it starts off slow and it really, really builds. Like each song really builds. That's what's really neat about it. And it's probably why Carpenter didn't use a lot of it because a lot of those tracks are pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you only need like little segments of them mm-hmm. for individual scenes. So I'm not sure. I don't even know how they make these. Does he like watch? I know some like uh, some composers will like watch the movie and play an orchestra along with the movie, 
Or, or does he, like, write the songs first and then just hand them over to somebody and be like, here, stick this in wherever you want? I was wor- wondering about that, too. I, I, I Like, in that case of the thing, I'm assuming it's, like, John Carpenter sending Ennio the copy of the movie and then, you know, writing songs around that. I would have to be, because how else would you know how to nail, you know, like, um, suspense in a scene with music, you know? Yeah, right. The pacing and everything that goes into a scene. Right. But, yeah, also, he did the soundtrack for Orca, which is a fantastic movie. And I always like to bring it up whenever I get a chance. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You don't often see movies about aborted... Wait a minute, it's a revenge movie about a whale whose wife and aborted child were murdered by a fisherman. So he destroys an entire town. Makes sense to me. So great. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I love that somebody made that. Didn't they just re-release it? Oh, I don't know. I only have the DVD. Oh, hold on. Well, not hold on, but I'm going to look it up because I know that they just, someone just re-released it. Oh, I might have to upgrade to a blue. Uh, I'm on Amazon right now. Yeah, the artwork for it's pretty awesome. I don't know who is making it, though. Orca. Blu-ray. Oh, that's a Scream Factory. Is it Scream Factory? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, the side of- oh, it just came out, too, June 30th. I didn't know that. Oh, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love the artwork. It's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, so go buy Orca the Killer Whale. You get an Ennio Morricone soundtrack. It's got everything. Isn't that the one that's got um, Richard Harris? Richard Harris. I think he might be in it. It's got, um, oh, shit, what's that lady? Uh, Famous, oh, crap. She was the she was like the stepmom in Tommy Boy. Why can't I remember her name? Oh, um, uh, she's like a uh, oh shit. I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, I'll find it. It's uh, Bo Derek. Yeah, Bo Derek. That's who it was. Yeah, she's Bo in it too. Derek. Great, great movie. I remember her in. I remember her in Tootsie. In <laughs> Tootsie. Was it Tootsie? Or was it Ten? The film Ten. Probably ten. I don't remember her in Tootsie. Yeah, no, yeah, it was ten because she's uh, running down the beach with barely anything on. Mm-hmm. She's also nice. in the last in the last Sharknado movie. Oh, which one is that? How many are there now? Uh, the last one was in 2018, I believe. It's called The Last Sharknado. It's about time. <laughs> It's called the last Sharknado. She was also in Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Great. I can't believe I have not watched a Sharknado movie. Oh, I can. Well, yeah. Actually, no, I can't think of it. I can't believe you've not watched them. I probably should have watched them for this episode. They're so dire. They're so dire. I mean, uh, Morricone also did the the movie White Dog. That was a good one. That was about a racist dog. <laughs> a never, racist. You know what? Dog. I have heard of that. I didn't know he did the the music for that. Yeah, yeah, that's a famous one. Like, uh, it came out, I think, in the seventies, 
I've seen it. It's it's like intense. This this racist guy raises this dog to hate black people. And then uh, I think the guy passes away or something, and the dog goes out for adoption. And, like, this white family, like, oh, it's a nice dog. They adopt the dog, and it loves everybody, and it's so nice, and they love it. And then it starts, like, killing their neighbors because they're black. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's called White Dog. Great movie. It, it's made for TV, too, I think. So there's no uh, <laughs> no gore in it, but... Ah. Man, the fucking 70s were wild. Like, what the fuck? What are people doing? <laughs> There was a lot of drugs and residual drug use from the 60s. Oh, no, it was 82. Oh, my God. Okay, there was a lot of drugs and a lot of residual drug use from the 60s and 70s and the early 80s. There you go. People were still off their tits. All the acid acid casualties. So he also did, um, I mean, you know, since we like to talk about horror movies, uh, a ton of Giallo movies. In the uh, in the seventies and uh, and late sixties, uh, along with his westerns and stuff like it, basically all the, what they made in Italy at the time, they made westerns and they made giallos. And you know, he uh, he did the soundtracks for both. He's worked with Argento and a bunch of other ones, but his his biggest partner was Sergio Leone, um, who made you know all the Clint Eastwood the westerns as well as like a million others. So, yep, sad to see him pass. He's a great. Uh, writer still, you know, making music and all that awesome shit, even into his old age, I guess, because he still has like, I mean, other than I, I, I don't know if uh, how much he got for the Hateful Eight, but he was still making music in like 20, 2017, 2016, 2020. That's nuts. That's a long career, man. I think the last, the last thing he was credited with was um, a short movie called On the Road, which was due out this year. He also did a Cine Shalom TV miniseries, which a uh, French movie. Moby Dick, a la Do- uh, De Laurentiis. Martha De Laurentiis remembers Orca, which was a documentary short that came out in 2017. So, yeah, I mean, Hateful Eight, that was five years ago, so... What was that noise? I have no clue. Sound like a crow. Yeah, some type of bird. It's probably one of the neighbors across the street. (laughs) You'd be surprised. You get used to it. I've got a home for autistic people directly across the street from me. It's like sometimes you mistake those for birds, but no, it's the people out in the yard. Good Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's f- fun and games over here. Once a month, I swear to God, once a month, all the all the residents over there are off their meds, and mm-hmm. it just goes fucking crazy. It goes mental. It really does. It's like the the support workers over there. It's like they can't control the people who live there. So it makes you wonder. Burr. All right, Shane. What? Well, I think I think that wraps it up for Ennio Morricone. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into our other topic we had here, Mike. And I don't know if Shane will have some input on here. Um, since I did two movies, I guess I'll start on this one. Uh, so we decided. I don't even know why we decided this. Just to watch some crappy movies. I think because I said I need something to watch 
and the only thing that popped up on my Amazon was a horrible movie. Right. And Mike was like, oh, we should watch bad movies. <laughs> In exactly that tone, by the way. Yeah, that was me. That was how I said it when I was typing it. <laughs> so uh, I watched Amityville Island, which just came out this year. I think it was made last year or something. And I didn't, I, the, the cover of the movie, right, it has a picture, I think, of, like, the Amityville house in the background, and then underwater, there's, like, this shark with red eyes, and it's, like, attacking someone, and I go, what the fuck is this? Was it like a shark Amityville movie? All right, let's give it a shot. And as soon as it came up and the movie started, and it said, directed by the Polonia Brothers, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe this, I, it, it's a Polonia Brothers movie. I've never if, heard if of any, them. All right, for anyone that's unaware, Mark and John Polonia uh, started making terrible shot-on-video films in the 1980s. Um, some of their more popular titles were uh, Splatter Farm, uh, The Saurians, which is about dinosaurs, and probably their, their biggest movies at the time were Feeders 1 and 2, which I think both of might have been on Red Letter Media at one point. <laughs> Uh, this, that, so that's the level of quality. They're on, I think they're on a wheel of the worst episode. <laughs> and, oh, oh, also, the Feeders movies um, are available from Rift Tracks, so you can get them uh, riffed on as well. But um, one of the, the, the two of them were twins, and they grew up and just started making these horrible movies and getting like distribution. There's like VHSs of all their movies that are out back from the, the 80s and 90s. And um, I guess uh, John Polonia had passed away in 2008, but his brother Mark was just like, nope, we're going to keep on going. We're just going to keep on making these movies nonstop. So this is the latest one um, from Mark. And holy shit, this is a stinker, man. Um, basically, the premise of the movie is that a woman moves into Amityville and uh, stops at, like, a tag sale and, and buys a bunch of stuff for her kids, uh, including some doll that was, like, in, in a box, and then goes to her new house, which you never see the outsides of any of these facilities. You never see the Amityville house. You never see any of this. It's just, we're in Amityville, but we're not going to show anything. We're just going to show this table that has, like, a tag sale going on on it. And the woman goes to her house, and the doll's eyes start to glow, and then the woman's eyes start to glow, and then she kills all of her children. Uh. But they don't show it. It just happens. Oh, of course. Yep, yep. And she gets put into prison, and then in prison, there's a the sketchy warden is filming, like, prison fights, and he makes these two women fight each other. And now the lady has, like, superpowers because she got possessed by Amityville or whatever. And, like, beats the shit out of the other woman. And then they get transferred to a government facility that's located on an island somewhere. And the island it has, like, a two-foot stream that, like, blocks it from the mainland, like... I don't. They filmed this thing, man. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Like it doesn't. None of the, none of the the way it's shot. Nothing makes sense in terms of you know your location. Like oh yeah, this is an island in the middle of nowhere, and you're like I can see the land. It's right there. Like at least film it where you're looking out into open water. No, they're just like yeah, there it is. Um, so a few other supernatural things happen. Some of them were absolutely hilarious. Uh, there's one part 
where the the possession keeps leaving this woman and going to like nearby animals and shit and it possesses a bear and like a bear attacks this prison guard and like rips his arm off and shit it's pretty ridiculous and then um they eventually make it to this government facility where they're doing testing or they're impregnating the women to make a race of supermen or something. Oh, God. And I, I, I can't believe it, fellas. It wasn't a Nazi thing. I was <laughs> shocked. It was just some type of cloning super soldier or something or other. And uh, there was one scene that involved a shark. And it was unbelievably horrible. But there was no other shark in the movie other than that one little scene, which makes it onto the DVD cover. Um, like to get an idea of the budget on this thing, the the one of the sets is decorated with aluminum foil and DVD players stacked on top of desktop computers. Oh no! One of which is definitely a 2005 Mac Tower. Like I'm like I know that's a famous case. I know that case. Like that's a fucking Mac from 15 years ago. So, um, it also includes a dubstep montage. Oh my god. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking 2020 you made this. Dubstep? Come on. So, um, yeah. There's also, throughout the movie, there's scenes of what I think is a reporter. And every scene of him is him sitting at a kitchen table drinking liquor. And it never goes anywhere. This guy is not mentioned anywhere in the plot. He's not part of the cast he doesn't interact with any of the rest of the people it's just like shots of him drinking booze and and like talking on the phone and i'm like what is this it's probably one of the filmmakers trying to get through the shoot <laughs> i guess and, and one of the guys in the movie he's one of, he's one of the guys that works at this government facility he looks just like mike staklaska from red letter media <laughs> and I, I couldn't i couldn't stop looking at him I'm like that's just funny so i watched this man and i was like this is unbelievably bad it, the effects are obviously terrible they're all done in like post-production with like you know it'll have like a gun and a fake gunfire you know a little thing put over the end like a little cgi thing they put on them there's not even any green screen it's just like they're filming with tin foil behind them and you're like that's a set that's not a set that's just like that's just kitchen kitchen materials <laughs> So yeah, uh, Amityville Island, one of the worst movies I've seen in a real long time, and I, I don't care to revisit it again. So, I don't know. Uh, but in terms of Polonia Brothers movies, it was pretty good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, now I need a seltzer from all that talking. Live a little. Oh. Hardcore. Now, I'm, I'm prepping myself for the next movie is what I'm doing. All right, Mike, go ahead. What do you got for us? Um, so I was thinking about it, and maybe another movie I watched this week could fit into this. But I like the movie, so I don't know if it's bad enough. But um, Listen, that's okay, man. I, I need a little bit of, of brightness in, in the terribleness I'm, I'm going to hit going forward. So. Okay, so I don't have any notes for this because I just decided to do it like five, ten minutes ago. As I was looking through the movies I watched. So uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be stumbling over my words and everything. But it's a movie from 1993 called The Chill Factor. And have we talked about this? 
Yeah. Chill factor. I know chiller. It's also the original title is called Demon Possessed. Factor. The chill factor. So ninety three. So if you're is that a snowmobile? Yes. So if oh you're unaware of the chill factor, um, it's if you look it up on IMDb, it does not have a good rating, but it has a decent rating from me because I actually enjoy this movie. Um, I, I bought it blindly because Arrow put it out and I saw it in a local disc replay. And the cover of it is a icicle going through a snowmobile helmet. And <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to need to buy that. So I uh, <laughs> bought it and I sat down to watch it and I ended up not hating it. So the movie is about a bunch of snowmobilers going into a uh, town, uh, presumably on vacation, I think, or they're in school or something. So they go into a town and they go into this restaurant and two of the people start arguing and they're saying, no, you know, I'm faster on the snowmobile. No, I'm faster on the snowmobile. snowmobile. So a waitress comes over and she goes, hey, you know, if you guys go 30 miles out of your way, which they're super on board with, but whatever, um, there's a stretch of land that's about two miles long that you guys can race there. So they're all on board and they're like, OK, well, you know, we'll, we'll go out there. Um, in the meantime, a brother starts flirting with his sister, which isn't brought up Ooh. much. Oh, um, Mike's favorite subject. Right. So they, so the guy starts rubbing her like butt and everything, and the boyfriend of the girl is just kind of like s- sitting there staring, and the boyfriend of or the girlfriend of the guy is also just staring. No one says anything about this. Um, so there's kind of a flirtatious thing going on through only the beginning part of the movie and i i still don't know why um so yeah they go out to this long stretch of land and they're uh they end up racing to the to the people and one of them you know they they get to the end one of them wins and one of them hops off the snowmobile because they're going you know really fast and the other one is boasting that his snowmobile is modified it can easily go over 100 miles an hour so this guy is presumably going 100 miles an hour, and he hits a tree, and he's all screwed up. The helmet saved his life, but he can't move his legs or anything, and he's just kind of in a coma. So uh, one of the, the kids is a doctor, and there's he's saying that um, if they don't rush him into some place, like if they don't bring him to a house or somewhere warm, he'll die. So... Thankfully, they find a an abandoned cabin, and they bring this guy into the cabin, and they lay him down by a fire, and they bandage him all up. He's his like uh, his palm is all screwed up, like there's bones sticking out of his hands, and his his legs broken, and he you know his uh, he's got a concussion, and he's all screwed up. So uh, the the effects on it are really cool, actually. The this guy looks messed up. So. The, the twist of this movie is that while they're in the cabin trying to figure out where they're at and everything, because they're in the middle of nowhere, they find a kind of like a Ouija board, but it's not a Ouija board. It's got an eye on in the center of it, and it kind of looks like the, uh, <laughs> the only thing that's popping in my head is the Twister, the, the game Twister, where mm-hmm. you spin the thing and it goes in a, you know... Shows the color of what you're supposed to do. So that's kind of like that. So it, it spells out, but it's a, like a twisty thing. 
and it ends up possessing the kid that's in front of the fire. And for the rest of the movie, he doesn't get up. <laughs> He's just like laying there in front of the fire. But he becomes uh, aware of his surroundings and he starts healing. And then each member of the uh, the group starts dying. Um, so it's it's kind of a weird spin on it, but it is a pretty bad movie. Like one of the uh, characters is a football player who was just drafted to the Vikings. And uh, he's going to go for help in a snowmobile in the middle of the night. And his girlfriend is saying, no, you know, don't go out there. And I swear to God, I'll never forget this line. He goes, babe, I'm a football player. We always know where the end zone is. And I lost it. And like in in the beginning of the movie, he's uh, he's got a he's got a black girlfriend and it's like a big thing. They walk into this that uh, that um, uh, restaurant, like I said earlier, and they're all like staring at her and everything. And they're like, oh, you have a black girlfriend and everything. And like even he makes jokes about it. He's like, I'm with the only black woman who does this or this. And she starts laughing and I'm like, okay. But yeah, the the rest of the movie is about demon possession, and it starts off with snowmobiles. So it's not as bad as the next movie I'm going to talk about, but it does have a really low rating on, I, on IMDb. So uh, I think you should check it out. But uh, I am absolutely going to look for this uh, because I'm a sucker for anything that's like winter slasher related. Right. So like I I love that fucking uh, iced. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, what's that snowboard one? Um, oh, I forget. Oh, god damn it. That one's so bad. Well, I can't even remember the name of it. I can picture the cover of it. Like, I love any winter movie like that, and the fact that there's one that's like a snowmobile one. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to take a look at this. In other news, Mike, as I was looking on Amazon at that Orca and I looked up this movie, um, in my recommendations, it came up that Project Metal Beast is on DVD now. Really? Nine ninety nine. That's it. Yeah. This. Well, I don't know what, what the quality of this thing is. It looks like pretty shitty, but I was like, <laughs> "Wow!" Is a VHS transfer. I know, maybe, but listen, it's hard to get, man. I I I can't remember if I even I used to have a copy of the original DVD version of this thing, and it like I think it was my ex's or something. I don't know. You can oh, you can buy nice. this with a Lycan Lycanimator for twenty bucks. Oh, Lycanimator! Yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. It has a Reanimator cover, but it's a werewolf. Okay. So perfect. <laughs> well, that's definitely something. I'm gonna I'll put that on my wish list. <laughs> we'll see what we can get to. Awesome. So yeah, chill factor. Uh, definitely something I'll have to check out. All right, Mike, let me get into this because I hate myself. I don't know why I bought this movie. Um, the, it, somebody posted it. I even want to say it was on the UHM a Facebook group. And it wasn't Connor Blackman because I would have remembered that. Somebody else was like, oh, checking this out. And it was called Alabama Sasquatch. <laughs> and it had a picture of a Sasquatch mauling a Boy Scout. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I'm going to take a risk on this one and just buy it. So I bought a DVD copy of this fucking thing. 
And this is easily one of the worst movies I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is so fucking bad. Is it as bad as uh, evil? Much worse. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It sounds impossible, but it is. Uh, directed by Tommy Slama, who also directed Weed Wolf and Bloody Scum. Um, I- I'm not really sure where to begin with the plot of this movie because. From what it appears to be, it's a collection of scenes that the director thinks are funny, put together, and they don't really make a sensical plot or anything. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the cast names. Well, not the cast names, the character names. Yeah. Um, There's a character in it called Queef. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to tell, Shane, because you can't hear anyone speak in the movie. Right. <laughs> because the production quality is so bad that the dialogue is drowned out by the horrible music they have playing over everyone. It's almost like trying to talk while Ziggy's screaming at you. Yeah, he needs feeding. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's it's really bad. Like there's Alright, let me see. Okay. I'm trying to get my thoughts together. Uh the movie starts off with a naked woman in the shower. Um large-breasted, and she's taking a shower, and then the Sasquatch breaks into her um, into her bathroom, uh, pulls out his penis, and jizzes all over her. And this is like the first 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah, I think I've seen this... that movie, too. <laughs> I put this on. <laughs> Lisa's sitting next oh, to me. God. And she's like, you know what? I'm not even going to comment. Just turned over and went to sleep. (laughs) I'm like, oh, jeez. Here we go. So that's how it starts off. The Bigfoot suit is worse than you can imagine. Like, whatever you're thinking, like, how bad you think. Here's a good example. Like, Mike, I know you've probably seen the red letter media of the, um, what's that Bigfoot movie they always talk about? Oh, Um, um, oh, man, what the hell's the name of it? You know which one I'm talking about. I know about, which one though, you're right? talking about. The name escapes me. Uh, Urban Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it looks ten times worse than that. <laughs> like, it's the worst Bigfoot getup you've ever seen. Really? That's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. and But uh, some of it's on purpose. Like, they're trying to make it look bad, like, to make it, like, funny almost. But it's not funny. They have, like... Different actors will take over characters' roles throughout the movie. You're like, is this supposed to be the same guy? I don't even know. It's confusing. It, it He's doing the same thing and wearing similar clothes, but it's not the same actor. I can't tell if this is the same guy. And every joke is, like, about weed and farting and, like, kung fu. And there's, like, a really big fat guy that that gets a crystal from the Bigfoot Society who is protecting it from the Nazis. Of course, there's Nazis. And the the Nazis have a woman that went to seduce Bigfoot to get the crystal, but she ends up being shot by rednecks. And the Sasquatch used to reside in Alabama, but the entire movie takes place in Texas. So even the title of Alabama Sasquatch doesn't make sense. Oh, God. And I, I don't even know, man. It's It's shot so poorly there are awful green screen effects there's a a 10 minute segment of this um 
like TV broadcaster presenting sort of like an unsolved mysteries type story where it sort of gets a little they even reference Boggy Creek in the movie like they show a clip from Boggy Creek and, and I don't know if you've ever seen that one but it's they're like a kind of individual Bigfoot stories taped together by like a really weak narrative and that's sort of what this is so like they, they were influenced by Boggy Creek and holy shit Ziggy Shane what are you doing to that cat I'm not doing anything. I better fucking feed him. Just shut him up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's got oh. in the kitchen. Yeah, I'll be back in a few. It just goes on and on, and there's some more nude scenes, and there's, like, fat guys running around drinking and people throwing up. There's, there's like, a five-minute scene of a guy throwing up onto the engine of a car. Oh, my God. And, um, oh yeah, there's an intervention that takes like 20 minutes up of the movie. And, and one guy's child is, is an Asian man. And that's supposed to be a joke. I'm like, that's, that's the joke. Like I watched, I, when I watched that Amityville movie, the Amityville Island, I was like, wow, that movie's really bad. I gave it a one on IMDb. And then I watched this and I was like, you know what? <laughs> now I'm I have wrong. to give that, that too. Yeah. Now I gotta give that a two because that's not the worst movie I've seen. <laughs> like in reality, this is like as close to a zero out of ten as you could get, and it's long. Oh my god, the Amityville movie was an hour and seven minutes. That's perfect. Mwah. Yeah, perfection. Terrible movie, but I'm in and out, no problem. This movie must have been ten, fifteen hours. I don't know. I felt like I was watching Lord of the Rings by the end. Like it just would not end. Oh, all right. I'm exhausted. Like, I can't believe I watched this whole fucking thing. I give you props, though. So, so yeah, go check out uh, Alabama Sasquatch 2012, directed by Tommy Slamma. <laughs> and that's all I got. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, what's your last one, Mike? All right, so this is the one that I watched in preparation for this episode, and it's called The Nostril Picker. And <laughs> for some reason, I own this, and I think, I think I was in Texas with Val at Texas Frightmare Weekend, and it was on one of the tables for one of the the vendors, and it was just sitting there, and it was called the nostril picker, just a dude picking his nose at the front of the uh, on the cover, and uh, I was like, I gotta own that, so I bought it, and I just got around to watching it <laughs> yesterday. This was years ago that I bought it. Um, it's also called the changer. It's an alternate title. Uh, the reason why it's called the nostril picker is a reason I'll never know because he picks his nose like twice in the movie and it has no, it it doesn't have any impact on the story whatsoever. (laughs) Um, so it was directed by Mark Nowicki. Why do I know that name? Well, he's helped edit movies like evil Dead Two, raising Arizona freaks and geeks and sling blade. Like he's, an editor <laughs> and some really good movies. But in 1993, he directed this. Um, it, was, hmm. it was written by Stephen Hodge. Who's done nothing else. Um, it stars Carl Shearing and flood and Edward Tanner. So, okay. So the plot is a bum is harassing a young girl on the street, asking money for coffee. A cop rolls by and he tells the bum to knock it off. The bum then sees another homeless guy who tells him, 
the guy can change the way he looks if he recites an incantation and ums. Whoa. Yeah, we got a dog bite starting in my room right now. Hey, get out of here. Odie. All right. Go. Get out of the room. Hang on, I just got to get him out of the room and close the door. All right, come on. Well, that didn't stop anything. You gotta, you gotta keep that all in, <laughs> because that <laughs> random dog fight was gonna be the highlight of this episode. Oh yeah, I would rather listen to that for the next hour and a half than watch uh, Alabama Sasquatch again. <laughs> so this bum that was harassing that girl stumbles upon a homeless guy, and the homeless guy is like, "Hey, you know, you can change the way you look completely. People will view you as a completely different human being, but you have to recite an incantation." And you have to hum your favorite song. So the bum is like, cool. Alright, are we done over there? What the heck's going on? That's Shane, that's not me. Yeah, let's see what he's doing. I'm back. Great. Yeah, we heard. Yeah, sorry about that. So... <laughs> Okay, where was I? So the bum is like, cool, my favorite song is London Bridge is Falling Down. So That's like, oh, that's a great one. That's a real humdinger. Yeah. But the homeless guy's like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll let you know how to do it as long as you give me a swig of your alcohol. So the bum's like, all right. So the bum, whose name is Joe, he goes to a random gazebo outside and he recites the incantation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this was written in a script or whatever, but the guy's like, saying like chinese words and he's like bowing and he and he bows and he goes on one foot and he puts his hands together and it looks like he's praying and everything it looks stupid so uh when he's done with that he looks down at himself and he's kind of disappointed uh he swears off the old man and he's like i knew that was some jive ass bullshit and he walks away so joe ends up going to a store and he tries to buy a nudie magazine only for the store clerk to say that they can't sell those magazines to a minor. It turns out that Joe actually changed into a girl he's seen on the side of a milk container earlier in the day. The homeless man was telling the truth. Wow. <laughs> so, Joe then... <laughs> I swear to God, this like happens within a scene. So, Joe then registers at a local high school. And this is when it gets weird. And he befriends all the young schoolgirls. So, for some reason, every time he... They do a montage. They do a montage of um, the song uh, called Getting Some Schooling In, Getting Some Schooling In. And they it lasts for like three or four minutes. And it's just him talking to these girls. And him in class with no teacher. Just a shot of the, the, the desks. And he's like, he keeps grabbing his dick. And he keeps, like, thrusting in midair like he wants to have sex with these underage girls. Oh, Jesus. So this is the this is the main character, mind you. <laughs> so, like, he'll even go and, and spy on them in the bathroom. And it just shows him, like, looking over the stall to a girl peeing. And he's, like, smiling to the camera. And then he'll go into the showers and then to, to follow the girls who just went in. So... After that montage, you know, he's with the, his group of girlfriends. They still think he's a girl, mind you, because, you know, 
incantation and all. So one of the girls was like, hey, you know, I'm going to go babysit so-and-so's house tonight. Do, would you want to come and keep me company? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he gets there. And <laughs> he's like, so where are the parents at? And she's like, oh, they won't be home till midnight. And he's like, well, where are the ki- where's the kid at? And she goes, well, he's upstairs in, in his room sleeping. So he goes, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go make a pizza. So he he goes to go make a pizza, and he's staring at his reflection in the uh, the, the window of the kitchen. And he, and he hums, London Bridge is falling down. And he goes back into his original form, only to go out there. And she goes, hey, is the pizza ready? And he goes, yeah. And then she turns around, she goes, oh, my God, who are you? He goes, I'm your best friend. And they've been calling him Joe for short because he keeps telling his name is Josephine. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. your best friend, Joe. And then he murders her and they don't show anything else. But the following scene, the cops are at the house and they're saying that he murdered her, raped her with a knife, and he, par- oh, and he partially ate her. So he's a cannibal who's like also uh, preys on young girls. And this goes on for the rest of the movie. He just lures these girls in, and he there's sometimes there's a shot of him eating them. But yeah, he uh, that's 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 what happens. That's the whole point of Nostril Picker. I don't know why oh, he named it the Nostril Picker, but that's what this guy does. Um, one of the highlights, I guess you could call it is uh, Joe's walking down the street, still disguised as the girl, and he picks up a prostitute, and he convinces her to come back to his place because he wants his dad to have sex with someone because he's crippled from Vietnam. So mm-hmm. the prostitute's like, okay, whatever. So they go to his really run-down apartment, and he goes back into his real form. So he starts chasing the prostitute around the apartment after he finds out that the prostitute's really a guy. And they do like some Benny Hill-type thing where they're just running around in a circle, and the prostitute ends up grabbing a, a frying pan and knocks him over the head with it. And then the prostitute goes to the police station and was like, hey, you know, you've got a uh, crazy killer out there who's turning from a young woman to a middle-aged man. And, of course, they don't believe him. So that scene just ends. And, uh, yeah, the whole movie is literally him doing this to girls. And then... The end of the movie, because I really don't care if I spoil this, because I'm not recommending this whatsoever. (laughs) So the end of the movie is the cop, one of the cops finds out what's really going on because they see an interview with him. And the homeless man in the beginning of the movie said, you you will see they will see your true form if it's if you you know get your picture taken or it's on video. So Joe, um, unbeknownst to him, is on tv because he's near one of the murders and they interview him and the cops like wait a second i interviewed a girl earlier not a middle-aged man and one of the cops finds out what's really going on and at the end of the movie there's like a showdown between the cop and the and the and joe and uh the cop is actually one of the girl's fathers so at the end of the movie the the cop goes into the little girl's room and he's like don't worry we got him don't worry about it and she goes oh okay thanks dad and he goes don't mention it and he whips out a knife and it's revealed that he was uh disguised as the police officer now and then then he kills the girl 
So that's the end of the movie. Literally, the whole movie is about this horrible human being eating and raping underage women. Good God. And uh, it's, actually, Connor Blackman <laughs> commented on this. And he's like, yeah, yeah of course. This, he's like, this wasn't filmed too far from me. It was filmed in Michigan <laughs> in like the early 90s. It looks, it's so gross. The movie's so disgusting and bad. Um, it's got like a decent idea for a story, I would say. Um, some of the scenes have some decent effects. Like he cuts off this girl's fingers and you see her little stubs wiggling and stuff. But, um, it's a bit odd that they made the protagonist prey on young girls. And then in the end, just to get away with everything, (laughs) like, I don't know what the point of it is. Uh, so I would, out of 10, I gave it a three. Oh, okay. So not that bad. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it did make me feel uncomfortable after watching it. So I, I typed this into Amazon, Mike, oh, the nostril picker. God. And uh, right now the DVD is going for 20 bucks. Really? I bought it for like yeah. five. Wow. Uh, however, it is free on Prime under the title The Changer. Oh, God. Don't watch it. There. So, Don't do it. <laughs> I also got some um, uh, Oogie Boogie Baby Nasal Booger Pickers, um, a Baby Nasal Aspirator, an ear and nose hair trimmer, and a T-shirt that says "I eat my boogers." <laughs> you got it. You get the, the stipulation is you got to buy that shirt while you're watching the movie. While right, and be eating my boogers yes. while I'm watching the movie. And a sixty pack of <laughs> nose wax sticks, apl- applicator, spatula, plastic nose wax strips. Don't forget. For don't forget the men's comfortable tank top. Lower down it says "Got nostril." <laughs> I just saw that. What the fuck got nostril? <laughs> who, who, who is buying this? All right. How much time and energy went to making the Amazon posting of all these hashtag nostril shirts? There's so many. There's so many. Who is buying these? Oh my god. Oriental trading nose pencil sharpener. Is that who wow. is making the shirts? <laughs> no, but now there's a got nostril baseball cap too. I do have a lot of nostril hair. Maybe what I should. What the fuck? You have no ass hair, but you have a lot of nostril hair. Oh, I don't have ass hair after shaving, but it's there. <laughs> trust me. Oh, I shaved my head this week. Oh, so did I. Oh. My hair got too long. I couldn't deal with it, so I just took my razor, set it on, I forgot whatever setting it was, and just went right down the middle and was like, can't do anything now. It's too late. What, uh, do you know what length that is? Mine's a one. Oh, it's short. No, no, no. Mine's not that short. It's, uh, it's much longer than that. It's probably like, see, the, the, the cheapo razor that I have, I have like a cheap one just for doing my beard, and the settings don't correspond to like, like if I went to the barber and told him, oh, give me a two on the sides or whatever, like, that doesn't match what a two is on this thing. Yeah. So on this thing, it was like a five. But it's, I mean, it's not super short. It's short enough that um, it doesn't bother me, uh, but long enough to cover my balding spots on the top of my head. You have balding spots? <laughs> not anymore, Shane. <laughs> 
And those uh, dogs are going at it. That's not me. That's, that's me. That's oh, that's outside. That's outside mine. <laughs> there's a couple, and there's a woman who lives underneath them. Between them, they have four dogs. Oh, my God. And they go outside every single night. And they're all tiny little dogs. So they're those yappy little bastards you want to kick in the teeth. And it's... They are. They continuously do it, and it winds Ziggy up something chronic, because Ziggy is always fucking coming in, and he's always like howling in frustration because he can't get out there and fucking garrotte or something. But it's basically every single night they're out there. <clears throat> they clean up after themselves. Don't get them wrong, but it's like it's just so fucking frustrating. Poor Ziggy. He wants to get out there and kill, damn it, you know. Sure, sure. I I fully understand. Can't say I blame him. All right, fellas. Well, I've had enough of talking about these shitty movies. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> so yeah. I can put my air conditioner back on and I can stop the, the beat of sweat that's slowly coming down my ass crack from making it all the way down. Nice. From your bald spot. From my bald spot all the way to my <laughs> ass crack. That's where that's where it originates from. <laughs> uh, it, it, I tell you, if if I like lo- if I lose more hair, I'm literally just going to shave it all the way down. I'm not dealing with like hiding a bald spot or something. Dude, bald is life. Shaving head yeah, is absolutely. life. You just say fuck it. Yeah, I need to shave my head, but yeah, no, I get that. It's. Uh... Having no hair to worry about is kind of awesome. Oh. It was very freeing. I've never shaved my head myself. Like, I always go to get a haircut, and I always get, like, oh, the top's, like, a little bit longer, and I'll, like, do, you know, I'll spike my hair up or something, or, or do something different with it. This time, it's like, oh, my God, it's all the same. It's just so easy. I don't have to do anything with it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what your head looks like. Uh, it's not great. Still got my face attached to it. Aside from that, I want to see how short your hair is. <laughs> it's not short, I'm telling you. You wouldn't even notice. If I didn't tell you I did it, you wouldn't know. Fair enough. But, but there is nothing better than shaving your head. It's just a feeling. I always go for a point five. Whoa. Yeah. You're way down there, Shane. Yep. Bearing in mind, ten years ago, I had shoulder-length hair. Well, longer than that. But yeah, no, I'm just glad I've, I'm just glad I don't have to worry about it anymore. The only thing I have to worry about is my epic beard. How do you deal with it when it's that hot, having long hair? Um, you tie it up. Ugh. My and... buddy, he's six foot eight, and he always had hair down to his butt. That's like eight feet of hair. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, if I did my math right. I mean, I had. Well, I mean, 27 years ago, I had a two-foot-tall dyed black mohawk. So, you know, imagine having that in the summer, having to tie that back, and then just waking up with, like, a puddle of sweat forming in the bottom of your mm. neck. Did you ever have the mohawk up? Like, did you glue it? No, I never glued it. I used soap, hairspray, and gel. Oh, really? You yeah. didn't use the glue? No. Oh, my buddy used to do that. He had a huge mohawk, and he, he had it all glued and hair-dried, so it was, like, baked in place. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then he went bald. 
No. Probably because he glued his Probably because of the glue, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Probably because of the glue. But, I mean, the only problem I had was, um, like, maintaining it. You know, if I had it, I had it up once or twice. There are no pitches, unfortunately. But I had it up once or twice. Um, the one time in memory, I had it all backcombed it, put it all up. Took me, my mum, and my brother five hours to stand it up all over, and I had to get ready before I did my hair. I obviously I had to get my shirt on and everything before I did my hair. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> I never forget it. Actually, they were stood there. I was like, "Are we fucking done yet?" I went, "No." Is it standing upright? Is it all straight? Is it like perfectly cylindrical? And they were like, "No." I went, "Well, we need to do some more then." And yeah. <laughs> get another can. Yeah. Get another can of hairspray. Let's yeah, go. I think we used. I think we used maybe like a can of hairspray, half a tub of gel, and soap. Surprisingly enough, soap works really well on your hair. Soap. Soap. Because how does it not just like melt? No, it, it dries up. It dries. So basically, you put your soap on. You backcomb it. You put your soap on. Obviously, you've got to keep it wet, and then you apply the gel, and then you apply the hairspray, and it's basically touching it up and maintaining it throughout. And it was quite funny because I'd been on the dance floor for a couple of hours, and the the, the mohawk started to wilt, and it kind of fell to one side, which was pretty funny. So I was walking around, and it looked like I had uh, if I'd have been a centibite, I would have had a blade it looked like i had a black blade sticking out of the side of my head <laughs> and i had to duck to get into doors and i had to if there were double doors i had to open the double doors just so i could get my head through it was quite funny those were the days oh man good stuff all right yeah. fellas let's wrap this up absolutely well, thanks thanks for joining me thanks everybody for listening uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast again, uh, the Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Facebook group, all you need is blood. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I am on Twitter at Ryan Tutelo. My Instagram account, all you need is all you need Ryan. And I'm on the um, UHM uh, message group on Facebook and the uh, uh, upcominghorrormovies.com message board. You'll find me on there as well. Um, I'm doing the Instagram. Oh, by the way, speaking of Instagram, I asked, I asked on our Instagram, what your favorite bad, trashy, horrible movie is, and two people commented. I did see this, Mike, and I will say you posted this up like twenty minutes before we recorded. An hour. So I'm surprised we got that. Oh, an hour. Yes. Okay. So one of them. Is named Teenax Seventeen. I actually work with her at the hotel. Oh. Yes, and she goes Birdemic, Shock and Terror, but that's probably that's an ob- classic. But that's probably an obvious one, she says. But I said it's still a good one because it is. And uh, Warcraft Wench, who is a uh, mutual friend of mine, um, she says, "Oh, missed it, but I'd say Tromeo and Juliet, favorite low budget horror movie." Troma, of course. So, add s- squeeze this in earlier into the episode. Oh, great! <laughs> I'll cut it out here. Wait, I'll just I'll just rewind here. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Soundboard. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yes, I uh, do the, the Instagram. Uh, all you need is Blood Podcast. I'm on the forum. I'm on the Facebook group. Yeah, how about you, Shane? Um, you can find me on Instagram, RoboGinish74. And you can find me on the Facebook um, All You Need Is Blood podcast group. You can also find me on Twitter, Dead Cell Society. And that's about it. Awesome. All right, fellas. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. And, um, yeah, I guess that's just about it. We'll wrap it up, and I'll say bye for now. Bye. Later. Uh...